I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. I think this is a most necessary conversation that I am delighted to have. Because I hear so much about um, gold diggers, you know, um, these women are gold diggers, and some women are, you know, some women are, and and I believe that um, my my firm belief as a man is that um, when you are a man, when you are a man and you find the right woman of the proper caliber, she shouldn't have to dig for it. A real man presents it. Because one of the things that we pride ourselves on as men is being providers. It's fundamental to manhood. And I don't wanna get ahead of my, my discussion tonight but a woman shouldn't have to dig for it. Now, I think, you know, there are women who uh, who are lazy and uh, who want to who don't want to maximize their own abilities or gifts or talents and and want to make a living off of cute and sex. And so they pursue men for the purposes of, of, of money. And it's really no it's no different than, than prostitution at that point. But they don't they don't call it that. Uh, yeah, gold diggers. But then you have a woman that's of a certain caliber. She's wife. She's she's wife caliber. She's maximized her gifts, and now she's contemplating a relationship with a man. Um, she'd be a fool to ignore or overlook financial shortcomings. And I'm not saying that. A man has to be wealthy. He doesn't, but he has to have a certain kind of drive and he has to have a certain kind of mindset um, relative to money. And if he does not have that, if he does not have the desire to provide and he's comfortable, um, you know, watching you provide, watching you get up and strive and watching you earn, he's satisfied with that. And all he thinks that the relationship is about is going to dinner and having sex. In my opinion, that's a waste of time. You know, now as a woman, you may, you may be a six figure earner. You may make a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. It doesn't necessarily mean that your man has to make that, you know, he, he doesn't have to, he doesn't, it'd be cool if he did more money, the better. But he may make 60, you know, um, but as long as he has a work ethic and as long as he's bringing something to the table other than 
or you know, other than just an appetite. He has to. He has to. He has to have. He has to have fruit, and not just potential. And when you look at him, you have to see a man that's proud, and any man that is comfortable not providing is is not is not proud. He's not. He's he's not. And I see guys that are just satisfied with riding on the backs of high-earning women, and they're satisfied with being kept. And we have such a masculinized generation of women, you feel like it's cool to, to keep a dude because you don't realize that you, you, you've been masculinized by you know, all of the various things that robs a woman of her femininity. And so society has, you know, transitioned you into thinking that it's cool for me to earn and him to stay home and me to keep him. But then the problem comes in when dude doesn't, does not earn, can earn, doesn't even try, doesn't want to earn, you out earning, you breaking your back, you know what I'm saying? You've educated yourself and you're using all of your talents and your abilities and your gifts then he come home and he won't throw the Bible in your face talking about submission. No, no provision. And now you want submission. He's been lounging around all day and he's talking about submission. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. You know, I mean, we get that thing, we really do get that thing relative to... Um, Submission, we get that twisted. You know, the Bible does not, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, I'm not in my notes yet. The Bible does not demand a woman to submit to any kind of man. When, when a woman submits to a man, in fact about it, the Bible does not even order the woman. The Bible strongly suggests that a woman submit to a certain kind of man. And it is my belief that when the right kind of man shows up in that woman's life, no preacher's going to have to preach submission into her. No teacher's going to have to teach submission into her. Submission will be the natural response of a woman when she, re when she meets the right man who's called her what? Husband, not a boyfriend. I don't care how long y'all been together. There's nowhere in the Bible where you're supposed to submit to a boyfriend. You are supposed to submit, get under the mission of a husband. And if dude don't have no provision, it probably means he doesn't have any mission. He doesn't have to be wealthy, but he has to be productive. And so for those of you all, and I'm just make, making all my little statements now before I get into my notes. For those of you all that's running out here, falling in love with these bums that don't want a job. And I'll say it again. You didn't, you, it wasn't a mistake. You heard me right. For those of you all running out here, falling in love with these bums who do not want a job. More power to you. Best of luck. You're going to need luck because the blessing ain't on that. Mm -mm. God is not in no situation where you got a grown, rusty man, twice your size, three times your strength, that does not want a job, and you out here as a woman, 
hustling to take care of a grown man, having sex, making babies with this dude, and he ain't no man. Men provide, period. Now that's really I could I could I could shut the whole thing down now. I that, that's my message right there. Real men provide. My greatest joy in life as a man is that I take care of my family. I provide for my family. That's my greatest joy. You know, my wife and I spent two weeks in Chicago just to go and hang out with our baby girl. Well, they hung out. I, they didn't really involve me too much in it. I was just glad to be there to pay for it. My, my, my son came up, who's my baby. He's my youngest child. And he and I went, on, you know, on uh, Michigan and I, I showed him how to dress and we bought clothes and I taught him, you know, about suits and how you're supposed to wear this and don't put no, you know, well, I ain't going to say all that, but I, I taught him and I, I bought the stuff. So now this is what you get. We, we went shopping and he, you know, he, he sent me a text today talking about how he, he loved the experience and the time with his dad. Well, that's my greatest joy to provide. I just don't know what it would be like for me if I did not provide for my wife and for my children. And to think that some women settle for dudes just to say you have a man that does not provide is like saying you have a car that does not start. You got the car sitting in the driveway. You got the man coming by detailing it, waxing it, you know, put stuff on the tires, shining the chrome, and it ain't got no engine. The car never brings you in. It never moves. For you to keep a man is the same as keeping a car in your driveway, paying for it to be detailed that does not have an engine. Because men provide. And if you are out here taking care of a grown, able-bodied man, I just got to tell you, you out, you out of order, you out of place, the relationship is on a faulty foundation and it ain't going nowhere good because you know what's going to happen while you out here hustling. Looks like I went out. Looks like I went out. Looks like I went out. Are you all still there? I hate it when this goes on. Okay, as I was saying, it's cute now. You know, it's cute now to take care of a grown man, just to say you got a man, just to have somebody around there to have sex with, somebody to take the Instagram pictures with, somebody to go to Christmas party with. Then you may even go on and watch this. You may even take your little man and you know your little no working man, don't want a job man, and put a little tuxedo on and bring him down the altar. Have your little wedding with the dude. You may do that. You may choose to do that. You may do that. But you know what's going to happen? The day is going to come. Trust me when I tell you, the day is going to come when you're going to get a little older and you're going to get tired of having to carry all of that financial weight because it was never really designed for you as a woman to carry all of the financial weight. It was never. Society has created, you know, something different. The day's coming when you're going to get tired. 
And you're going to look over and you're going to see this man that has never worked, has never really applied himself. And you're going to become um, resentful and you're going to become bitter and you're going to eventually become disrespectful of that guy. And he never was, you know, see, that's why I say to you all, and I'm, I'm getting into my notes. All of that was a rant. You know, you got to marry, you got to marry. You have to even really date for your future. Where are you going? Where is this going? What, what are you going to add to my life 20 years from now when things have changed? What are you bringing to the table other than muscles are cute? All right, let's jump in. All of that was a rant. Can you believe it? Why a wise woman is always concerned about the money. Now, I recently, uh, you know, you know, y'all keep me up on stuff and y'all have me searching out stuff. Uh, I never knew. I never knew anything about this terminology, hypergamy you know, hypergamous, you know, meaning a woman that intentionally chooses a man based on, you know, his education, his financial status or something, 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 something. And then, you know, when I heard it, it's like the, the, the person that was presenting it was like, there's something inherently wrong with a woman that would choose a man of a certain caliber to give herself to and to live live out her life with. And personally I don't see anything wrong with that. I think I think a woman should absolutely choose the highest caliber of man spiritually, spiritually, spiritually. So if you are to just choose a man based on money, you already off the off your rocker spiritually she needs to choose a man that's emotionally intelligent, that is, is sensitive enough to minister to her, but strong enough to lead her. Then she needs a man with a work ethic. He doesn't necessarily have to be rich, but his, his son needs to be able to look at him and see this is what a man does. A man works. A man pays bills. You know, he needs to be an intelligent man. He may not, <clears throat> he may not have an Ivy League degree. He may not even have a college degree, <clears throat> but he needs to be an intelligent man that can have a conversation and put, put two or three thoughts together and critically think. You know, that's kind of like, you know, I, I don't, do, I don't separate that, that concept from being equally yoked. You know, you, you can't, you can't tie your life to a man that's going nowhere and think you're going to build a future. If you're going nowhere now, where are you going to bring me later? If I'm looking at your life and you, you say, okay, and see, this is big in the church. Okay, I'm, I'm your leader. I want you, I'm, I'm going to lead you. I want you to submit to me. And you, you're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. As, as a woman, sometimes the woman's life is moving at four times the speed of the man. And he wants her to slow down to his pace so, he, so she can submit to him. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You got to choose a man that is of a caliber that you can really get behind, that you can be excited about being a part of his vision, his mission, a man that you can learn something from and a man that brings something to the table. 
So I don't see, you know, I know some of you think that, and I guess there are different versions of hypergamy. Those women that just choose men, don't even love them, don't even like them, just choose them because they got money. Well, that's, that's really just prostitution, actually. But I, there's nothing wrong with a woman saying, okay, you, 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 you check the spiritual box, okay, you check the emotional intelligence box, but you don't want a job. That's a problem. That's a conversation we need to have because if, if you don't want a job, then it means that you really can't cover me as a woman because I'm going to lose respect for you. And one of a, man, a man's, the greatest need of a man from his woman is respect, but that respect has to be earned. And if, if a grown, able-bodied man has no concern with providing, he ain't earning that respect. And he ain't going to get it. I don't care how much you may think you're going to be able to live with that. That's going to get old. Now, God did not introduce Eve in the book of Genesis. God did not even introduce Eve into the situation until after Adam had all of the provisions in place. God made certain that his son Adam had everything he needed. You know, like I'm teaching my son now. That is my responsibility as his father to make certain that he's, you know, his game is tight financially, intellectually, educationally, spiritually, so that when a woman comes into his life, he's lacking nothing. When God brought Eve onto the scene, Adam lacked nothing. He had a house, he had a purpose, he had a job, you know, he, he had wealth. He had everything necessary to take care of, take care of a wife, a man. Then God says it is not good for man to be alone. God didn't say that until Adam had everything in place. If a man doesn't have certain things in place, it's very good for him to be alone. Because you don't need to, you don't need to marry a man to struggle. Unless y'all young. Now listen to what I'm saying now. Unless y'all young, just out of college and both of y'all, you know, starting out together. Well, y'all struggle. You know, y'all struggle, y'all. Y'all eat bologna sandwiches, live in a little one-bedroom apartment. But he, you 35, 40 years old, you going to marry a man to just struggle because he don't want to work? Mm-mm. Now, uh, see, marriage, listen, listen to this very carefully. Now, some people don't agree with me, and you, 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 you reserve your right to disagree. But for me, marriage is, is a little bit more than... You know, I feel something on the inside just make me want to just faint. No, no. Marriage more than a feeling. Marriage more than I feel like I'm in love. Marriage is, is business. Marriage is business. You know, you type me and Lisa and I have been married 25 years. That's the best business move I made all of my life. Much as I love her, much as I'm attracted to her, when I married Lisa, it was a business move. I knew this woman could help me take what I had in me, manifest it, multiply it, and and bring what I see in my heart into manifestation. And everything I imagine her being able to do for me, she has done. It's business. When when she when she got when she she's a nurse and she keeps all of her credentials up, she's saying in case she got to leave me, she wanna be able to go back and go to work. <laughs> I told her if she leave, I'm gonna be in the suitcase. But when she got pregnant with Rachel, 
our daughter, you know, she made the decision, we made the decision that she's going she's gonna to stay home and take care of my child. Because at that time, you know, people done all, started doing all kind of crazy stuff to children. So she kind of gave up her career. And so she, she looked at me and she said, okay, now, you know, do you have us? Do you have us? And I assured her, I got you. And I've been having her uh, for 23 years ever since. It's because marriage is business. Now watch this. The things I don't know and can't do, my wife knows how to do and put together. Because marriage is what? Business. While she's the brains in certain aspects, I have to be the provider. Because marriage, while she was having the children and raising the children and educating, the, I would think when my children came, they would come out like if I had to sit there and try to do homework. I'm not no homework person. My wife did that because marriage is what? Business. So I had to do what? I had to do the heavy lifting financially. I had to provide. I had to protect while she took care of the business of raising my seed, having my seed taking care of my house, structuring my ministry, structuring my businesses, running certain things, making sure my money's right because marriage is business. For those of y'all that's getting, running out of getting married just on a feeling, feelings don't last in 25 years. I don't know if Lisa's on here, but in 25 years, Lisa can tell you feelings come and go. And all you're talking about when you start talking about feelings is like, you know, there are days that I don't like Lisa. There are days she doesn't like me, but I know I love her. And watch this. Because we in business together, we got to figure it out. But what if she had a man that wasn't ready to hold up his end of the deal? God did not introduce Eve until after Adam had the provision. A man providing is fundamental to a woman being positioned to submit. Because a husband, a husband, not a boyfriend, is a protector and provider. In certain cultures, even today, uh, a man can't even have a woman he, he can't afford. There are some cultures, even today, that a man has to bring a dowry. He got to prove he can afford this man's daughter because you're not going to take my daughter that I've raised and educated and provided for and taken care of on a certain level. You're not going to take her out of my house uh, and then bring her, you know. Mm -mm. Now, let me give you my little point so I can let y'all go because I'm, I'm ranting here. Now. I'm just I'm going I'm going in. Number one, why? Why? Why does the wise woman always? Why is she always? concerned about the money. Number one, finance is a sign of love. From a man to a woman, finance is a sign of love. See, from a woman to a man, sex, and a woman gives her body to a man, you know, typically that means she really loves this guy. A man can have sex and don't even like you. But when a man opens his wallet, I mean, when a man really opens his wallet to a woman and a man begins to pay, I'm not talking about for dinner. I'm talking about significant stuff like your, 
your, your car notes, your, your rent. And a man is willing to do all of that. And a man, you know, you, a man begins to ask you, do you need help with major pieces? Usually that's a sign of love. Finance from a man's perspective is usually a sign of love. Now, of course, you've got to be wise and balance this because some men are use finance, finances just to trap you. Sometimes it can be a, it can be a trap. But if you know a man and if you're in a significant relationship with him and if he really loves you, he's going to open his wallet to you. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 21, for where your treasure is, there will your, there will your heart be also. Now watch this. If a man has never really loved a woman and then he meets you and he, as you all use the phrase, he falls in love with you. He's never had a work ethic before when he falls in love with a woman. Watch this. If even if he's never had a work ethic before, a man that is in love will go to work for the woman he loves. If you got a man, you rolling around, you having sex with this man and he refuses to get a job. You ask him to get a job. You tell him you're going to leave him if he doesn't get a job. That man don't love you. He may be using you. He may be a great actor. But any man that really loves a woman goes to work for, you know, there, there have been days in my life that um, I have worked myself beyond my physical or even mental limitations to take care of my wife because I'm going to take care of my wife if it kills me. Ain't nobody else going to have to take care of my wife. I'm making certain that my wife is going to be taken care of even when I'm dead. That's when a man really loves you. So if you got a man that says he loves you and he got money and he won't share it or he, he, he doesn't have money, but he, he's not motivated to get a job, he don't really love you. Because when a man really loves a woman, he goes to work for her. If you go to uh, Genesis 29, 18 through 20, there we have the story of Jacob and Rachel, how Jacob loved Rachel. Listen, listen to what the Bible says. Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you, talking to her father, as a hired workman for seven years in return for the privilege of marrying Rachel, your daughter, your younger daughter. Laban said, it is better that I give her in marriage to you than give her to another man. Stay and work with me. So Jacob served Laban for seven years for the right to marry Rachel. But they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. When a man really loves you, he goes to work for you. If you got a man that you cannot motivate to get a job and he see you struggling, you're going to have to consider something. Because a man that won't go to work for you is like a woman that won't have sex with a man. If a woman won't have sex with you, she don't love you. Now, I'm, I'm talking about marriage now. I'm talking about marriage now. I'm talking about marriage. Now. I'm not talking about no, I'm not talking about that other stuff. I'm talking about marriage. You married to a woman and she won't have sex with you, that woman don't love you, man. And she ain't got no physical problems or nothing like that. And she just refused to have sex. That woman don't love you. If you flip the coin, you got a man that says he loves you and will not get a job. <clears throat> Will not go to work for you. That man don't love you. It may be convenient. He may be getting a lot out the deal. But he don't love you. He may like you. But he don't love you. Because when a man loves a woman. He gets up and he goes to work for her. There's some of you all on here that got a man like that. 
man, work two and three jobs, just take care of you. Man, working so many jobs, you complaining about he working too much. He working for you. Dude don't even buy nothing for himself. You the one out here with all this Prada and Chanel and Mercedes and he dude riding around in a truck. No even dude don't even have a manicure. He's working all these jobs to take care of you because when a man loves a woman, he goes to work for her. If you got a dude that don't that, that won't work, mm-mm. 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 There ain't no way in the world I could be nobody's woman. All the stuff a woman got to do for a man, and you ain't gonna you don't you don't have enough respect to get your behind him, go get a job. And bring some money up in this house? Mm-mm. 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 No, no. They better thank God I ain't no woman. No, 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 no. Number two. Why does the wise woman always consider the man's money or his financial habits or disciplines? The woman needs security. The woman needs security. A woman has to be able to put her head on a pillow at night and know that everything's covered. You know, because women women live way out in the future. Everything's covered. A woman can have, y'all on here tonight, tell me if I'm wrong. A woman can have a baby that's six months old and she already worried about college. I don't want my, I don't want my child to have to Get no student loans. I don't want Sally Mae to be all up in my child's mailbox. She worrying about 18 years from now when the child has to go to college. She needs what? A fundamental need in a woman's life is security. And this is how many women have become masculinized. It's because you were not made secure by your father. You've had unreliable men in your lives that did not hold their end of the bargain up. And so you were always left holding the bag. And so you learned that I got to do this by myself. Now, the problem with that, and I don't mean to get off my subject, is that when you meet a man that has the capacity to actually be the man, you're going to have to step back and let him play his role. See, because a real man is not going to let you just run the show and let you pay for everything and let you do all. A real man is going to demand that he has the space to be the man. Back to my point. Go to 1 Peter uh, 3 and 7, and the Bible says, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. Watch this. Watch these next couple of words. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel." And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Notice how the Bible says to the man, giving honor unto the wife. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.